This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. You're listening to my talk. 1071, where you hear everything entertainment. Um, Have you seen those new images of the Titanic? Those unbelievable high-res images that they uh, took. It's like a 3D scan. It uh, combines 70,000 images and reveals the full scale of the disaster. And it's just been all the rage people looking at this. Um, uh, A deep sea mapping company that created the 360 degree view of the iconic ship is called Magellan. And um, they are, it's so interesting. And I don't like to think about the deep water. I don't love, you know, the idea even of the Titanic being down there, but the 3D images are kind of cool because it looks like they're on the moon. So uh, I saw this. I'm glad you brought the story today because I watched a piece from the BBC a couple days ago and I thought, wow, this is incredible. For those of you who've been fascinated, as I have over the years, by the story of the Titanic, and I think for myself, chiefly because I grew up at the time when they rediscovered, or I should oh. say, just discovered the Titanic at the I bottom. I thought you meant that you were you grew up in the time. Yeah, of the no, Titanic. I was. I I don't know if you know this. I'm a thousand years old. <laughs> Hundred and eleven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but that 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 was a very sort of. It's hard to describe for people in the year 2023 who maybe didn't grow up in the 80s. But that period of time, there was an incredible fascination around the Titanic. And then you had this discovery and it just felt like it was bringing the past back in a way that you could, you know, see it, smell it, touch it, taste it. Obviously not literally, but it just brought the story to life in such a a, like technicolor way. Mm -hmm. And yet there were still so many questions, which I think has kept the public's fascination wrapped over the years with the Titanic because there is so little that we actually know about what actually happened. And now with the aid of technology and science, thanks to uh, this Atlantic productions and Magellan, we are able to get so close and with such detailed precision to this thing that otherwise lies at the bottom of the Atlantic ocean in such stark relief. And that, that video from the BBC, and we can put that up on our show links page. It's already on there. It, it truly brings you to scale with this, you know, epic piece of history. It does. And um, we have a clip from that interview. Uh, What they did was they took this scale and they superimposed it into uh, an Olympic stadium 
And so you get the idea of like, oh, that's how big it is. It's really fascinating. Yeah. I would definitely recommend watching it. And then um, we have a, a clip here of Anthony Geffen. He's the chief executive creative director of Atlantic Productions, who, you know, they'll be making a documentary about this. And they're also exploring like what actually could have happened, because up to this point, like you said, it's all speculation. Mm-hmm. So here he is uh, with the BBC. Coming out of the wreck, we can we can go to um, Boiler Room One. Uh, and Park Stevenson, the, one of the Titanic experts, has worked out that when it actually imploded at the top of the boiler room, and so it was a light when it into the water. So we now know that that boiler room was the boiler room and who's in it who were keeping the lights on that allowed so many people to escape the Titanic. What a personal, you know, what personal moments that is. And then... Because that's always been a mystery, isn't it? It's always been a mystery as yeah. to what happened. And then another mystery is people like Officer uh, Murdoch, who's always been accused of... Uh, not launching the last lifeboat, but if you actually go to there, you find a tiny little David, which is still was still blocking where the lifeboat should have launched. So we now know that in fact he was trying to launch it. I mean, Gosh. this is just the beginning of so many. And then there's the debris field, this area of about three miles wide, where when the boat went down, a lot of its uh, the belongings of people were spilled out over the ocean. And we're using artificial intelligence of, of faces and, and other details of each passenger to actually say who is, is that watch. You know, whose is that megalodon uh, necklace that we found on the bottom of the ocean? Do we really know what happened? OK, what, what's happened is, and, you know, great explorers have been down to the Titanic, Ballard and Cameron and others, but actually they went with very low-resolution cameras and they could only well, speculate on what happened. We now have every rivet of the Titanic, every detail, and we can put it back together. So for the first time, we can actually see what happened and we can use real science to find out what happened. Now, I didn't think that was ever going to be possible. Yeah, truly fascinating. It is really. truly, truly fascinating. You don't realize until he just lays it out in such stark detail how very little we've known. And now scientifically, people will be able to forensically, you know, kind of like when an airplane tragically crashes mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the NTSB or whoever goes in to investigate, they have to repiece everything together. Now, through through such precision and detail, they can do that without having to actually bring the thing up to the surface. It's so neat because the video, um, you know, they show shoes that are fully intact. They show the serial number of the uh, of the propeller so they can find out these things like, oh, okay, now we know the, what happened here and there. And, you know, just personal items like unopened bottles of champagne. It's just crazy. And it's a three mile wide debris field, as he calls it. Yeah. Debris. Yeah. I will say too, the thing that I kept thinking about is in addition to all of the, and another piece that he talks about in this interview, again, uh, this company has mapped in just such crazy detail, the Titanic such that it's a 3d model essentially, right? Digitally. Uh, or it's just a digital model anyway, because science math (laughs) that, They can take that model now combined with artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. and determine the ownership of some of the objects and ephemera that are in that debris field. Crazy. Like whose shoes those were based on like the measurements of the shoe or like the, you know, a piece of jewelry. Like we can check the database of who had what and they can connect items to the actual passenger. So it's just going to create opportunities for people to tell more stories mm-hmm. about, about the Titanic the and bring it into clear relief in a way that will just make it even more realistic and 
what's the word that the future will be able to appreciate the power of the story of the Titanic in a way that even we thought Mm -hmm. we were 20, 30, 40 years ago. And, you know, he mentioned in that clip, like uh, Captain Murdoch has always been accused of like, why didn't he launch these lifeboats? And didn't James Cameron in the movie Titanic, like make a drama out of that. I'm almost positive. That was a part of Titanic like that, you know, kind of like an evil character or he needed to have some antagonist you know i understand storytelling but at the same time now that's thought yeah. now it's like you'll well, be that's able not to true. rewrite he the tried. book on the story for sure yes and so yeah. you're you're gonna see things like that um again i think there's just so much potential to to learn and understand and i love that about science the other thing i thought is you could literally build a 3d replica because when yes. you have this 3d model take it to a 3d printer i mean on a grand scale, obviously, right. right? And this will be somewhere down the line. But you could see where somebody could recreate portions of the Titanic in relief, in actual. It's in the, If you go to our show links page, you will see what they did. They superimposed it inside the stadium, and they're sitting in the stadium, so you can actually see. It's it just such scale. a cool idea. You're yeah. like, oh, my gosh. It actually, it was so massive, but at the same time, I thought it was bigger. You know, because we're used to looking at huge cruise ships and things like that. But it actually, you know, it fits into this football field, essentially, which is still enormous. But it's it's uh, really fascinating for sure. So check that out. And I look forward to seeing what else they discover. When we come back, Dawn has all the latest on Billie Eilish's new uh, fling interest, love interest. We don't know. We'll find out when we come back right here on My Talk. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Um, yesterday we had a blind item about Billie Eilish that she, and it was, you know, anti lawyer, of course, from crazydaysnights.net, said that um, she broke up with her boyfriend, Jesse Rutherford, from the band The Neighborhood. And, um, you know, people kind of noticed that she wasn't. She didn't bring him to the Met Gala and they're like, "Uh oh, you know, not that you have to bring your significant other everywhere you go, but people were paying attention to that. And then there was a blind item. Then people people speculated that the model she was hanging out with and canoodling and cuddling up to was Cara Delevingne. Mm. And then we all were like, oh, it has to be Cara Delevingne. And then all of the comments at, on crazydaysandnights.net. People also said that. Well, it looks like it's actually uh, a woman named Ava Capri. Mm, who's Ava Capri? I've never right. heard of her. Exactly. Ava Capri is, um, she has been in about three different high profile uh, things that I, I don't know of, but Do Revenge, Little Rituals, and Embattled. Those are her credits. Okay. And she is also a model. She, and then digging into her a little bit more, I found out that she's actually in a relationship with somebody else and she's in a relationship with a woman that she's been with for five years oh (laughs) well that's gonna be awkward then yeah it is and and i don't know if you know i also read i read this article that was actually her interviewing her girlfriend for um an outlet called High Snobbity. <laughs> okay. And so it was a really cute interview. Uh, they went back and forth just talking about how their relationship started, how her girlfriend uh, of five years, Alexis G. Zoll, wanted to be very discreet and private about their relationship. Um, her girlfriend is a director, actor, writer. And 
you know, that she just didn't want all of her business out there because they both were on social media and had seen before how, especially in queer relationships, um, they talked about specifically how because of the attention they gave their relationship, it kind of blew up their relationship, you know, Mm, and so they wanted to keep it private. So it just it it was a very um, cute, cute isn't the right word. It seems like a very stable, loving relationship that they're in. So I don't know if this, I, I just, I don't know if this is all true. And to speculate if Billie Eilish is now gay, I'm like, people, please. <laughs> like, just because you are hanging out with somebody and you're close, maybe they're friends yeah, and we just course. didn't know it. Or maybe they have hooked up and her girlfriend totally. knows. To speculate that she is gay mm-hmm. is just kind of like, what is this, 1990? Yeah. Like people can have experiences. Excuse me, yeah, and I don't know honestly what she has or has not said about her sexuality or gender identity. I don't know because you know, like uh, that's a conversation that she maybe has had. I don't know. And she's twenty one, so maybe figuring it out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I just think it's a lot of people being nosy and you know seeing her hang out. I've, I mean, even like. I've hung out with and been kind of tipsy with my girlfriends and people would think, oh, they're together. But we're just, you know, it could be you're saying that it's not an actual relationship. They could just be hanging out as friends. or something. Exactly. And plus, you know, you can I don't know. It just seems a little far fetched and old fashioned to jump to the conclusion that she is the person who broke up her relationship with Jesse Rutherford. Yeah, because those are that, you know, you've got this. You've got people seeing them hanging out at the Met Gala parties and then knowing that she broke up and then just going, okay, we're going to jump to this conclusion. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think it's a little over the top anti-lawyer just to even speculate that it's a little, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think about it? I'm not really a fan of that. No. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. Like he anti-lawyer again, he usually is getting information from third parties. So I don't know. Sometimes he'll have. You know, he's got his own, you know, opinions about things. But then there are some times where he just talks about how people come to him with information. So I don't know if this is one of the cases where he feels strongly about it or somebody was just in his ear. And just because somebody's in his ear doesn't mean it's true. It just means that's what somebody is saying. Right. 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 So then you just got to take that for what it's worth. Yeah. And so I'm sure if this is a relationship that's going to persist or if it means something to her, we're probably going to learn about it. Yeah. And I feel like if there was more to it. Um, there would be, he would have details like somebody saw the, because he describes her, what is her title? It is the. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
mostly depressed singer, always depressed singer. Yeah. <laughs> so like describes her. If it was like she was seen making out with her in the bathroom, I think that would be a part of the blind item. Then it would be like the, you know, it would be like we yeah. saw the specific act going on instead of just, you know, getting cozy with this person, and Ava just, Capri. Just to clear up one thing, um, in the blind item, he was actually, and this was a blind item we got from the Met Gala, Cara Della Devine is the one who was trying to get that relation or get that going. The NT lawyer, the blind item was that she oh. was trying to hit on Billie Eilish ah. and take her home. Yeah. And that, that was out before the blind item we had yesterday. Yeah. So oh, blind item yesterday was like some, the one about the end of their relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And then NT lawyer went on to, to speculate that Cara, that's maybe why she was talking to her about that. And so it seems like, cause Cardella Devine, I mean, it seems like maybe it's known uh, amongst everyone that Billy what, is maybe experimenting or going back. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Again, with I don't that. know what she said uh, about but her exactly. sexuality. But. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, if Cara was trying to do that at the Met Gala on top of this other relationship, like that, that was more about that was more a blind item about Cara Delevingne. Yes. Wanting attention for that, which uh. I think is what we kind of talked about her having a history of seeking <laughs> yes. attention with other yes. celebrities. Yeah. Nicki Minaj and others. Attaching herself. I just thought maybe that people speculating that Cara Delevingne was the person Mm -hmm. that she was cozying up to because I don't know if it's said in the original blind. What do we know about them actually breaking up, though? Because that story did get proven correct. Right. Yeah. It's said that it was uh, an amicable split, as it often says. And that's my favorite (laughs) publicationship line. Well, and again, whatever their actual relationship is in PR terms, when you hear like, oh, they're both going to remain friends. It means they both either have dirt and they don't want it revealed or they really, truly are friends. Yeah. That's really all they basically said in their statement. So there's really nothing. Yeah, there's not a lot there, but, you know, if there is, I'm sure we'll start to hear about that, Um, you know, and maybe, I mean, maybe she was hanging out with uh, Ava Capri and Cara Delevingne was like, hey. Yeah, well, again, Cara Delevingne seems to have like the, that, that person or uh, that, um, well, at least she did before she got sober. Who knows if it's still, if that was just a function of her. You know, ism. Yes. But uh, I don't know. And also, Billie Eilish, she's just like, she's just living her life, man. Uh-huh. Doing all sorts of things. She is just living her life. Yeah. And, uh, and she's yeah, allowed to do it. She is. And this girl, you know, if you look up the pictures, she's a woman, girl. Um, <laughs> Ava Capri, she's just absolutely gorgeous. So she's a high, she's a high profile model um, who's also getting into acting as well. So, you know, we might be seeing her more. And, you know, whenever someone is talked about and I mean, just imagine if you were just talking to a celebrity, there are going to be stories about you. Now you actually have a spotlight on you. Yeah. That could oh be yeah. To that's why advantage. I would never, ever in a million years date a celebrity. I mean, thank God I don't have to make that decision. But especially if I were in my 20s, I think, you know, you're like, oh, sure, it'd be cool. And then you're like, oh, wait, I don't want the entire world spotlight on me. Same with a royal. No, thanks. Yeah, because then nope. they're going to dig into everything that you've ever done. And maybe you weren't prepared for that when you were making dumb Yeah, choices. and I don't even think, even if they don't dig, they're just going to make stuff up. So it's like you're damned if you do and damned That's if true. you don't, right? Don, thank you so much for clearing that up and uh, digging deeper on one of our blind items. When we come back, we've got an update on Priscilla's fight with Lisa Marie's daughter, Riley. 
And it's really, really fascinating, uh, one aspect of that story. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. My talk, 107.1. We have to find out more about Priscilla Presley and Riley Keough's, uh, I was going to say, divorce settlement. <laughs> that would be creepy and weird. <laughs> Grandma and granddaughter. No, we don't. Um, that's, you went too deep yes. in the tabs. <laughs> Yes. Um, So so we heard that they came to a settlement over Lisa Marie Presley's uh, estate and that Priscilla Presley ended up getting millions of dollars. But now, you know, more. Yeah. So I read this story and I thought to myself, whoa, hold on a minute. And I went on a journey. And when I told you this story this morning, Don, you went on the same journey I did. And I bet our listeners will do the same. So, and Mike, you're just going to pretend to be the listener because technically you are listening. And I maybe you saw the story. But let's f- assume for a moment you haven't because I bet many listeners haven't that, you know, we did know Riley gave Priscilla some money in the settlement. Right. But there was one thing that she wanted. And the thing that she wanted more than anything was the ability to be buried next to Elvis when she dies. Wow. Yes. What's your reaction to that, Mike? Um, well, I mean, it's yeah, and you ex-husband. don't husband. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't know. That's uh, maybe, but isn't he buried in like Graceland? Where is he buried at? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She wants to be buried next it's to him. It's in the backyard. You can literally yeah. see it. Yeah, there's not a lot of room back there, right? So you're, no. so you're well, okay, now you're getting there. But <laughs> okay. your first reaction, I think, is probably like mine and Dawn's and a lot of other people's, which is, or at least a part of that reaction is, oh, well, she just wants to be buried next to Elvis. Yeah. I mean, is that so bad? Yeah. Except for the fact that it is tight quarters over there. And in fact, in order to get Priscilla to be buried next to Dawn, or Dawn. excuse me. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be honored. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dawn. It's exciting. To be buried next to Elvis, for Priscilla to be buried next to Elvis, Dawn. Um, they'd have to move his mama. Well, oh. I don't like it. Or daddy. Because no. though they and I don't think they're going to move mama or daddy. And so, because that was a non-starter, according to Riley, she was like, "Well, here's some cash, grandma, grandma, because we ain't putting you in the ground next to Elvis because we can't because there ain't no room." <laughs> and so I like I my first reaction though was like God just give the woman what she wants she just wants to be buried next to Elvis how romantic well you yes it is romantic certainly and I understand the urge but maybe we could just squeeze her in between the two or something I don't know there's got to be something we can do but but she's not going to be able to be buried because to your point Don it's right there in the backyard and I don't know if you're looking at it like I am but yes. it's like Elvis on one side yes. Ver, uh, Vernon. Vernon, yes. And who's Mama? I can't see Mama's name, but Mama Mama Elvis is on the other side. So it's going to be... And who's the one next to, the, to well, Grandpa? Well, um, Riley, Riley's brother, oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Benjamin Keough, yeah. who unfortunately died by suicide. And then Lisa is going to be there? I don't know. Well, yeah, where's I Lisa? Mean, well, that's a good question. They're running out of room. Like, it's just very... It's very kind of bizarre when you go there because you come around the corner and you're like, whoa! Well, and it's like a pool. <laughs> yeah, there's a po- there's the pool yeah. and there's the graves. Yeah. There are the graves. So anyway, I, how do you react to the idea of Priscilla just being, you know, I just want to be buried next to the king. She doesn't talk like that. Well, uh, my first thought was, does he want to be buried next to you? Ooh. Like, what did he want? Tell me more. 
Well, you know, obviously he's the first person to pass away. And so he wanted to be buried next to his parents, I'm assuming, because they lived there. That was You're saying home. it's important to find out what Elvis wishes would have been. Yes. And, and obviously it, it involved his parents more than it involved Priscilla because his parents are actually buried next to him. Yes. Um, I'm just trying to fi- find out who died. Um, I think his mother died right before he did. I don't know. You're the Elvis expert I in this know, room. I know. Anyway, um, yeah, I would just want to know what Elvis wanted. And it is your ex-husband. I mean, you guys were divorced. So I understand that her entire identity is now wrapped up in her ex-husband. But, yeah, he's your ex-husband. He didn't get remarried, so it's a little weird. But She told TMZ, Priscilla did, if you want to hear directly from her own lips, Mm -hmm. although I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon, it is... My family's and my wish for me to be laid to rest with my daughter and the love of my life, Elvis, when that time comes. We appreciate the love from all the fans. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's got to be some other room on the property. Right. Like, like I, under an oak tree over there. I just feel like, you know, you'll figure it out. Also, I feel like when you're dead, you don't need to be right next to each other. Yeah. Because you'll probably find each other wherever you are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And as long as people don't have to, like, take a potty break in between walking from your grave to that one, I think yeah. that it still makes the point that you're in the same place. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like you can, like, everybody can figure it out. Uh, so Gladys Presley died three years before Elvis did. Okay, so right? she was I remember the first. him being, like, he was destroyed over this. And, and he, so he buried his mother in the backyard of Graceland. And then he was buried, you know, next to her um, and his dad. So it's just this is really tricky stuff because, like, we think about our own lives. <laughs> I started to think about my own life. This is I'm not going to get too dark here. But you think about, oh, where will my final resting place be? Oh, I don't you know? think that's dark at all. I think that's a normal. Well, at least it should be. I know a lot of people run from death like it's the plague. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> but um, cause sometimes the plague is death. Thank you for that bit of history. Um, but I think unless you have like an extreme fear of death, I think it's totally normal to be like, oh, we're not, I want to be buried. We've had that conversation plenty of times. Where'd you decide? Where are you going to go? Oh, I don't know. You don't I know? Mean, I know that my dad is, my, my dad is uh, in the, in a military cemetery and my mom will be buried there as well mm-hmm. with him. And then I don't know, next to my sisters, I hope, you know. We haven't talked about it. <laughs> so you have no feeling on the matter? I, I mean, have like, no idea. I really none. don't know. Do you want to be like I mean, in Minnesota, in Missouri? Probably in... not Minnesota. Sorry. But, you know, my whole family, <laughs> like I just Minnesota's feel bad. Like, like, oh, like, oh, man. God, now she doesn't even want to be buried here. Where are we going to have the memorial then down? <laughs> but, you know, I I think that it is, like you said, you're, you've passed away. So... <laughs> Do you, is it really that important? It depends well, on know, what girl, you believe you tell in the me afterlife. What's important to you? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, you're the one that said you, you, you think about it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Maybe somewhere funny. Funny? Make it like a joke place. <laughs> like like what? Like the, the improv shop? I, like I, <laughs> yes. Underneath. I just um, <laughs> flew in and boy, are my arms, where are my arms? I know that MC, my boyfriend, he wants to be put into like 
a cannon and shot oh, out. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you can do that. You can have your ashes put into something where it, it explodes. Like, it's shot out of a cannon. Okay. I, I mean, there really is something for everybody, I guess. Right. Mike, have you given any thought to where you're you going to be You want to be made into bullets? I have. I don't think I'm bullets. Be made into you bullets. can't put it into bullets. You can't. Why would you want bullets? Bullets, like, shoot people. But not... It's not intended to shoot people, but you can be put into bullets. But what do you do with the bullets? Shoot it in the air. I don't know. Take it out for skeet shooting. I don't know. Put me in a firework and just shoot me off. Yes. There you go. Okay. I don't know. Oh, by the way, just to clear it up, uh, Minnie May, his grandma is the one to the left of him. So it's just two parents to the right. He's to, to the, the left. left. Then there's also a memorial for his twin brother, who is a stillborn tw- twin brother, right. Jesse. And then there's also a memorial there for Lisa Marie's son. Fabulous. All right, not fabulous, but yeah. thank you for like filling in the details. <laughs> thank you. I yes, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have given plenty of thought, and if if and when my time comes, because I am hoping to live forever and would like to be frozen and reanimated Me in too. about two hundred years. Yeah. Um, but I'm not doing the head thing. I'm paying extra to have my whole body attached to my head. Yeah. Because you know you can do that. Just freeze the head thing. I'm not doing that because I watched an There's episode of Golden Disney Girls where that. they just bring back the head. It's not going to end well. Golden Girls did it. Yeah. Um, keep up, Don. Don't you watch the Golden Girls? Oh my lord! Anyway, um, if I am forced to bury my my corpse somewhere, I would like to go to Lakewood Cemetery here in Minneapolis because it's the most beautiful place, and you have a beautiful view <sighs> overlooking, um, you know, the lake and just the beautiful. So you're scenery. gonna haunt your cemetery? You're gonna look out at the I'm lake? I'm probably gonna travel. Around. I'd like to okay. travel. Well, you know. Uh, I'll get up and up, but I'll come back and, you know, hang out, especially when visitors come. I'll make sure I'm there so they can. So we talked about this also. Since you love cruising, you wouldn't want your ashes spread on a cruise. Hell no. Because you don't want to go deep down in the ocean. I uh, have a deep and abiding fear of deep water like you do, Mm -hmm. which also begs the question why I'm so fascinated by being on a cruise ship. But I, yeah, that would be the last place I would want to be. It's like jettisoned off the back end of a cruise ship unless i'm alive <laughs> like no, on a floaty no, no. Um, no you my, don't even want that i would you know what i've decided i want to be buried next to elvis as well <laughs> okay great no i think that's totally doable <laughs> let's go to the phones mike who's on the line our friend kirsten has uh one of my uh new favorite stories about uh what are we going to be done with after okay. we die? i can't kirsten. wait kirsten yes well hello Hi. Uh, my husband has just he every time I asked him, even when we were working on our will, and I'm like, no, be serious. Tell me what we want to do or what you want to do. He wants to be cremated, and I have to put him in a bowling ball and carry it in my purse literally the rest of my life. <laughs> that seems fair. <laughs> just so you can drag the weight around. Oh. Yes, he said so. I he can annoy me in death. As in life, and that I can, uh, everybody will always know, like if I date somebody else, whatever, that my husband is in my purse. Yeah. Because it seems fair. I don't feel like that's too much to ask. (laughs) (laughs) And he's even military. And I'm like, don't you want to be in a military? Yeah, you know, like Fort Snelling or something. He's like, no, no, well, I no, I want to be in a bowling ball. This is we don't have. To and you're like, and get tell serious. Him, and tell him this. Uh, you you can tell him this about being in a military cemetery because that's where my dad is. He's in the the Houston National Cemetery, and so my mom can be buried on top. And you mm-hmm. were talking about this too, Don. Right. And so like my mom thinks my dad's going to be real happy 
that oh, she Lord. gets to be buried on top. So you could be like, if yeah. not a bowling ball, yeah. at least we can be on top of each other in the hereafter. <laughs> my mom is the, yeah, she will be buried with my dad, but I don't know if they would talk about that. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Thank you, Kirsten. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Bowling ball. Bowling I love champion. It. I love oh it. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. That's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. That you can get composted too. I watched a whole thing on the TV about that. Yeah, in a way that's that's okay, not just your own backyard composting. No, girl, not sticking your g- grandpa in the uh, compost <laughs> bin. It's like a legitimate company. Okay. It's actually very, very. <laughs> I know. It's see, you want to just laugh in the face of death, haha. <laughs> um, but it is actually a very fascinating thing, and increasingly, more and more people don't want to have to leave behind a bunch of crap. Mm. They just want to remove themselves from this earthly plane. I'm not quite there yet. Maybe in my old age I'll get there, but I'm a little old-fashioned when it comes to that. I want somewhere people can hang out and have a nice little glass of something. A cocktail party. Talk to me. Tell me some stories. Why those tomatoes taste so good? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's like a Stephen King story. (laughs) Those, you like them tomatoes, Don? (laughs) No. I use real good fertilizer. (laughs) No, you you probably would. You'd be so organic. You want to see where I put my fertilizer? No, I don't. Okay. Uh, When we come back, all right, from the very creepy story about what we're going to do when we die to (laughs) Kylie Jenner's mansion. Apparently, it looks like a Costco. Some people think that's a bad thing. I'm jealous. Don will tell us why when we return right here on My Talk. Hey, My Talkers. Bradley here for my friends at Alight. Head to wearealight.org today to learn more about the work Alight is doing around the world with displaced persons. Displaced persons are just people, people like you and me who've been forced to leave everything they have behind because of war, conflict, and famine. And you've heard, no doubt, the news reports, the stories, and sometimes hyperbole about what's happening at our southern border, but I want you to know that the team at Alight is working right now there with actual people. They're partnering with organizations like Catholic Sisters to assess the immediate and long-term needs of hundreds of thousands of displaced people. Their team is providing humanitarian aid, which is shelter, protection, basic necessities. And they're able to do this because of your support. So your support directly impacts people's daily lives now. Head to wearealight.org today to learn how you can help their work. And thank you. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn by Talk 1071. We got to talk about um, what the internet thinks about <laughs> Kylie Jenner's home in Palm oh, Springs. Oh, okay. I was like, you might want to narrow that down because the internet got lots of things. It has a lot of things and feelings. Now, somebody has drone footage of the outside oh. of Kylie Jenner's <laughs> Palm Springs home. That's creepy. Is this like permitted or is this permitted no i mean it's just do you think that they said yeah fly a drone over here oh, and creep God. into my backyard um it's right next door to where mothers and then one lot over there's one in between then it's kim's and this was in plam springs right it is it's in palm springs and- oh i'm sorry it had plam springs there 
Did I put Plam no, Springs? I just love. I I want to go to Plam Springs. <laughs> did I type Plam yeah. Springs? Great. <laughs> I just love Plam Springs. Hey y'all, want to come down to my place in Plam Springs? Uh oh. It's like a, it's like a poor man's Palm Springs. We serve clams. <laughs> And we have palm trees. And I make Bloody it's Marys clam with clamato. <laughs> we'll buy oh, that. You know that anyway. All right. So okay. back to Costco. Yes. <laughs> back to Costco. Well, um, there is a great uh, Instagram that is House of Celebs. And you can see, actually, it's on our show links page as well. But um, because, uh, let's see, Apartment Therapy did <laughs> an article on the fact of what people are saying. Now, the lot alone... Just the lot was three point two five million. God, the Costco that she lives in is fifteen thousand five hundred square feet. Oh my God, it is absurd. It looks and but if you look at what's next to her, like down in the comments, I believe, or somewhere. Oh no, you got to scroll over. Um, just scroll through those Instagram photos. You'll see that Chris Jenner's also looks like a Costco right next door. And then Kim Kardashian's lot is one Costco over. So it's not unusual it to have really homes is a Costco. Like, look like this. I mean, 15,000 square feet. It's absurd. And this is not their primary residence. No, this is... Can we talk about... Have you and I talked about this? Mm. That there's a lot of real estate deals with this family, and they spend a lot of cash on real estate. Yes. And it just seems like these are not homes for living. These are homes for making money. Very true. Like, I mean, so, so I just feel like these are all investment properties, but you know, of course it's Kardashian. So they've got to have some sort of narrative attached to it. What else did we learn in this article about the house is in Palm Springs? It's really, um, it's really just talking about what people say about it. Mm. Like they're loving the, the comments People say like it's a this is like a first level Sims home that you build because it's so basic looking. <laughs> it is. It's like square. It's very it really does. It looks like a hospital or Costco um, from the outside. Their mansions look like hospitals. I expect more from vacation mansions. This is not giving. <laughs> I vacation love the people in the comments that are like, all. this is not giving mansion vibes at all. You're like, well, well have I you met the Kardashians? And plus, it's Palm Springs. I'm sure they're legitimate. Like there's tons of solar panels on top you know i'm sure there's legitimate reasons for building it this way and we know that they like a very stark um sterile looking environment i'm sorry that's just not my style i shouldn't say gross but we don't know what the inside looks like but i'm assuming it's very open concept and very very cold feeling (laughs) um i do appreciate how but we can see right into it because of the drone shot here there seems to be like a middle atrium area that's open and then you like a courtyard, yeah. but it's concrete. And then you have an open, like a parking garage situation that has shrubs all over it. But we can see the car. In and there. they're on a golf course. Sure. Yes. You know what I just, I, I, here's the one thing. The one thing that I loved, and you've been to Plam Springs, right? No. Oh, you've never been? I've just driven. You driven. like it, whatever you can do to stay in Palm Springs for a while and just enjoy it. Mike, have you ever been? I've not. It is. There's something magical about it. I would never want to live there. It's mm. only a place I would want to visit. I mean, I could see myself living there too, but in a different life, because um, mm-hmm. I just like to be close to water uh, more and not a pool. Yeah. But it is so beautiful, and there's just something about the landscaping. And the thing that grosses me out about these like mega mansions is 
you just know they suck up a lot of water and look at all of the greenery around and that's not natural no. like they could be landscaping in such a way that it's more conducive to the actual landscape yes the thing that makes plam springs beautiful right Right. Um, and also saves a lot of water. Because just imagine this house. I bet they are there like a couple times a year. And just imagine the amount of resources it takes to keep this house running with nobody in it. I would say. In the desert. Right. It's a couple hours away from L.A., but they're going to fly in their private jets. So yes. it's 30 minutes. And we've talked about this. Yeah. It takes. Do you know how much. I know. It's gas. insane. Yeah. They're they're very criticized for having private jets. And they jets. should be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because it's it's ridiculous so now <laughs> you're no, sad but, no so we don't know what the inside looks like and um people are criticizing oh my god the yard is very small what's the point you know of living plus i well, just think like really why small. don't you just go to your mom's mansion why do you have to have your own mansion next to it you guys just go to your mom's go mansion your mom's mansion like mom i'm coming to the mansion because like, this is be not like, how this ahead. family operates it's like mom has a mansion because mom and daughters are competitive oh sure. and they all want to have the thing yeah that's why they've all got these houses in a row together True. And, and then you know they can be like well and i can stay over at my house and then you can invite your friends over and they can go back to your house. And, you know, I know it'd be a lot easier if we all stayed together. But really, at the end of the day, you don't want bedrooms, us, but please you don't go want us around here. Door. You yeah. just want your own bed when you go to sleep at night. That's right. Can't now, relate. something that's completely opposite of cold and not welcoming is RuPaul's Mansion, which uh, is also a link on our website. And I have a clip of RuPaul talking about actually his closet, which is so outstanding. Now, this is my walk-in men's closet. We took two bedrooms and turned it into my closet, and I've got everything in here. It's, it's kind of like a historical artifact. Every shopping trip I've ever gone on, even Little John's, are, are documented right here in this very room. It's very emotional for me to be in here. Because I went, oh, I remember I wore that on the episode where, or, oh, right, I bought that, this little boutique in France. It is one of my favorite places because I love color and I love clothes. So having this two bedrooms turned into one closet is just perfection. So much storage space, so many textures and colors. It just makes me happy. And listen, if you're gonna be on this planet, why not be happy? Why not live in a place that makes you happy? And that's what this place does. Now this I mean, piece in particular is special because <laughs> it's a sewing box. And it was owned by the one and only Anne Margaret, mm. which is pretty special. Now, this centerpiece, this island, is <laughs> covered in black agatha, which is a Brazilian stone. And it's huge. One piece of black agatha. She sounds familiar. <laughs> I think I know her. Okay, so what I loved about this, it was beautiful inside in a way that, you know, it's probably not everyone's taste. Uh, a lot it's of very colors. very stark, very black and white it's, with color dotted around. Yes, but there, you know, it feels like it's a little bit warmer. You know, there are plants and, and it has like that 1930s Hollywood feel mm, to it. Definitely old old Hollywood glamour. Yes, they have, their kitchen is unbelievable. It has this stove that's just like, oh my gosh, I would love to cook on that stove. And... And she has like a like a human bird cage, like human bird cage in the backyard. That <laughs> yeah, thing is huge. That's for meditating. It's like this giant wrought and iron coffee. thing. 
And coffee? Yes. I loved the way RuPaul gave a tour like it was someone else's home because she was very proud of everything in a way that's like, oh, we're not shy. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's okay. That's why we love her 26 um, mirror disco balls in one room. Something that RuPaul would love to have in her dressing room, ruby slippers. In fact, Judy Garland's ruby slippers. But she can't have these. Why? Because... They're, well, uh, in the possession of the federal government. I'll tell you more when we return right here on My Talk 1071.